Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hospitals are supposed to offer us some sense of security. But sometimes while there, we see things that shouldn't be. Other times, we don't see the things that are. Stay tuned for part two of more true hospital ghost stories. Playing Games Location Suppressed Australia, 2000. Gabby and Mark had three children, and unfortunately one of them grew very ill, and he was confined to hospital. Things were not looking good for the sick child, and because of this, the family were living for a time at the hospital. One night, Gabby was walking down one of the corridors of the hospital, and she was going through to the room where the family was staying. She was carrying her 10-month-old, and walking next to her was her 4-year-old daughter. As she was walking, she noticed that the 10-month-old was giggling. The toddler would duck behind Gabby's shoulder and then look out and giggle, and then he would hide again as if someone was playing peekaboo with him. Gabby was amused by her child's cute behaviour and looked around to see what her toddler was giggling at, but she didn't see anything around. The toddler kept doing this as they walked down the long corridor, and so Gabby looked down at her other child and noticed that the four-year-old was giggling as well. (laughs) Gabby started to get a strange feeling about it and first tried to ignore it. But as both her children were giggling, curiosity got the better of her, and she asked her four-year-old daughter, What are you guys laughing at? The four-year-old daughter pointed into the empty corridor in front of them, smiling, and said, that their older brother, the one who was sick, was playing hide-and-seek with them. Gabby stared down that empty corridor and saw nothing. Then she felt a chill run down her spine and a horrible feeling came over her. Moments later, she was approached by the hospital staff and told that unfortunately, her sick son had just passed away. Rest in peace, little one. Elevated Fear Westmead, New South Wales, Australia, early 2000s Haley had been working at this hospital for some time now, and she knew the place back to front. One night she had to make her way downstairs to go and get something from another ward. Normally she would just walk down the stairs, but as she was starting to get tired, she decided that she would take the elevator down. She pressed the button and waited as the elevator moved to her level. As she waited, some of her colleagues walked past the corridor and waved. Haley gave them a wave and a smile, and then the elevator doors opened up in front of her, and she stepped inside. She was the only person in the elevator, but at this time of night it was not unusual. Inside the elevator, she turned to face the doors again and waited for the doors to close. As they did, She felt a very cold wind come through the doors just as they closed. 
The cold wind was out of character and chilled her. A few seconds later, while she was still coming to terms with the cold wind, she felt a tap on her shoulder. Her eyes opened wide as she turned around in shock to see who had tapped her on the shoulder. There was no one there. She was alone in the elevator. Her eyes started to tear up as she started to panic, and when the elevator doors finally opened, she bolted out. Buzzing for help. Camperdown, New South Wales, Australia, early 1990s. Margaret was a nurse of three years experience and she was working an afternoon shift. She recalled that this particular day was quiet and she was going about her business. She suddenly heard the assistance buzzer being pressed over and over from a room all the way at the other end of the ward. She hurried over to the room and saw the patient who had activated the buzzer. It was a young male patient. He still had the buzzer in his hand and he looked pale and worried. His eyes were wide open with fear at first and he was struggling to talk. On seeing this, Margaret asked him what was wrong. When he finally spoke, he was quite frantic and he claimed that a strange-looking nurse in a grey uniform had walked into his room. He said that the grey nurse had then gone into the rear corner of the room towards where the toilet was and then went into the toilet without opening the door. He then added that she had been in there for quite a while without coming back out and he was worried that something might have happened to her in the toilet. Margaret looked towards the toilet at the end of the room and noticed that the door was ajar. Her first reaction was to suspect that there may have been an intruder so she immediately contacted security on the room phone. Security arrived quite quickly and searched the toilet and the room and found absolutely no one there. Having seen all this, the young male patient demanded to be removed from that room and was soon relocated to another area of the ward. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. There was no one there a minute ago. Westmead, New South Wales, Australia, 2006. It was about 11pm one night when the security team at the hospital were conducting their routine patrols and lockups of the grounds and departments. Although the wards and emergency department were still open, the administrative and research sections were closed for the evening. There were three security officers on this evening, and two of them, Mark and Dominic, were on patrol in separate locations. The third was manning the control room. 
Mark recalled that he was checking an area at this time of the evening that was usually empty of any staff members. The doors to the area were alarmed, and there were motion sensors that would immediately notify security if anyone moved around there after 6pm. Mark walked through the area and checked all the internal doors. He noted that as usual, all the lights in the corridors and offices were switched off already, which to Mark reinforced the idea that no one was around. Being satisfied that there was no one left, Mark continued on down the corridor. Then he heard something. He stopped walking suddenly as in the silence of the night he could clearly hear the sound of voices talking. He said that the voices were soft and almost sounded like whispering between two people, but it was definitely speech. Worse still, the voices were coming from an area that he had just checked and walked past. He edged slowly back up towards the area he had just passed, and as he did, the talking stopped. And then he heard the sound of a tap being switched on and water running in one of the bathrooms which was just around the corner. The tap then stopped and Mark was standing right outside the toilet door the tap noise had come from. He waited to see who the staff member was that was working back, but no one came out of the toilet. He then decided to push the toilet door open. There was no one inside. Mark then radioed the control room as he looked up and down the darkened corridors to ask if anyone had activated any doors, but the answer was no. Proceeding a little cautiously around the area, he listened closely, but there were no more sounds. No voices, no doors opening, nothing. A little confused, he again radioed the control room. This time the control room asked Dominic to go to the area as well to make sure that everything was okay. Together the two officers checked the entire area thoroughly, and on being told what Mark had experienced, Dominic even checked the sinks to see if they had any water in them but they didn't. Scratching his head, Mark was annoyed because he knew what he had heard clearly, and yet huh? there was nothing there. Knowing that it was just another one of those quirks that only a hospital can provide, the two security officers went about the rest of their shift. The Girl in the Red Dress Location Suppressed Australia, early 2000s Barbara was a nurse who worked at one of the cancer wards here, and, regrettably, a little girl who was quite unwell had passed away from cancer recently. The job of the nurses was then to clean and dress the child in their favourite clothes before they went to the morgue. This particular little girl was dressed in her favourite red dress, and she was then taken to the morgue. About a week later, another sick little girl was brought into that same room. The staff did everything they could for her but she was just so very ill. The doctors had to give her family the sad news that they expected that she would soon pass away. A few days later, two nurses were attending to the sick girl in bed who was looking at one corner of the room screaming, Go away! Tell her to go away! The nurses asked who she wanted to go away, and she replied, There's a little girl in a red dress in the corner. She's come to take me. I'm not ready yet. The nurses, realising that this girl must be seeing the girl who had passed away earlier in the week, started to freak out, but said nothing to the girl. As days passed, this little girl's family came from all over the country to be with her as she was so sick, and once all her family had visited, she said to the nurses calmly, 
Tell the girl in the red dress that she can take me now. I'm ready to go. A day or two later, she passed away peacefully. Rest in peace, little angels. Sadness. Just a quick warning that this story might upset some people, and this is why I've left it till last. I retell the story only to highlight the activity that occurred here, as I've been told this story by several former staff of a hospital that once existed. The hospital is no longer there and has since been knocked down. Other buildings have been built in its place. These events started happening when the decision was made to close the hospital down. The plan was to knock it down and build residential complexes there. Warren and Jessica in particular recalled the goings-on there, and they were obviously moved and disturbed by what was going on at the time as they retold the story. Although Jessica didn't work in the mortuary, she had to walk the corridor outside of it when crossing from one side of the hospital to the other. She told me of at least two occasions where this same thing happened to her. The first time she was walking past, and she could clearly hear the sobbing and crying of children from inside the mortuary. Not knowing what was going on, and worried that maybe some child had got locked in, she called security and the after-hours manager. Warren, who was a security officer, attended quickly with the after-hours manager, and they could hear sobbing from the corridor. They opened the door quickly, and then there was no sound. They searched the room, and no one was there. Jessica, Warren, and at least three others have all told me the same story and that was to do with how they all heard sobbing and crying from the mortuary. Apparently it had happened many, many times before the hospital was abandoned. Thanks for joining me, and don't forget to listen in next time for more chilling true tales. If you'd like to subscribe, that would be fantastic, and you won't miss another episode. If you'd like to submit your own chilling true tale so that your story might be featured in one of these episodes, contact me on seekersosparanormal at gmail.com. Email details are in the description. Thanks again for joining me. Until next time.